Welcome to the San Antonio Baptist Association. You're listening to a Sabbath Talks podcast. This is Roland Lopez with the San Antonio Baptist Association, and uh, this is uh, Sabbath Talks, and we'd like to uh, share a, a few thoughts with you today. And we have as our guest today, we have um, John L. Groves, who is an evangelist, a consultant, and a digital missionary evangelist. And uh, we also have with us uh, Sammy Lopez, who is the pastor of the uh, Mighty Fortress uh, Christian Fellowship here in San Antonio and also moderator for the San Antonio Baptist Association. And uh, we've gathered around this table to kind of just share some experiences and also share uh, some things that we have um, that we have seen on the horizon and have uh, been able to share with some pastors and pastors share with us and congregations during uh, this uh, difficult time of the virus. But uh, we won't speak about the virus, but we'll, we will be speaking about uh, some issues that I believe that uh, you might be interested in uh, this morning. Uh, we'd like to start off with, first of all, I'd like to ask uh, John Groves. Um, uh, John, what, uh, what are you seeing uh, different uh, in our congregations and how we're ministering uh, or reaching out to the people uh, during this time? I'll say that this is one of the first times for most churches that they've participated in some sort of an outreach that didn't involve inviting people into their own buildings. I'm seeing churches that are focusing on uh, food drives, even here in San Antonio. There are several really large food drives taking place even at smaller congregations and realizing that not everything, not all ministry happens in the building. There's been some really great things that local churches have been doing to minister to people on their own streets. Sammy, what, what, have, uh, what has been your experience and your um, uh, talks with some of um, uh, our congregations or congregations out there? I know that uh, you travel quite a bit and and at this particular time, probably you haven't traveled as much, but you have uh, been on the telephone and in Zoom conferences and things of this nature. So what has been uh, your experience and uh, your conversations with some pastors and congregations? Well, to piggyback on what John just mentioned, I think one of the things that we're seeing, especially on this side, is is how churches must find themselves uh, becoming more creative and innovative. Um, Due to the fact that we are not meeting in our in our churches uh, as a whole, it brings us to uh, really consider what we are going to do next. Uh, I'm I'm glad you know again it's, it's going to sound crazy, <clears throat> but as much as I don't like this pandemic or don't like what we're going through, I'm kind of glad we're going through this. Uh, not necessarily because people are getting sick or anything like that, but this has challenged the church to think outside the box and to think outside the four walks uh, the four walls, if you will of the church building and what it really means to be the true church as a people and what that looks like. So um, I um, I would just say this, is I would say that, if anything, the church has been pushed to think outside of the church walls. Wow. Well, that's, that, that is good. And uh, also, John, I wanted, uh, of course, this question is uh, you being an evangelist and uh, what I see here, a digital missionary evangelist. What does all that mean? Can you kind of just uh, talk uh, through with us uh, what all that means? Well, 
evangelist has is a term that used to be really really popular and now it's uh, kind of not not as much but e- evangelism is is traveling and ministering being a revivalist for the local church uh, kind of like a spiritual defibrillator at times uh, coming in and helping see some revival take place but uh, also being a a harvester you know pastors are incredible planters and waterers and harvesters we know god gives the increase but sometimes it's just that different voice or that different perspective or different style that god can use to to harvest those seeds that uh, pastors and and church people have been planting so that's always involved traveling and speaking in churches and events and tents or street corners you know it, it didn't really matter as long as we got to preach the gospel but Digital evangelism and digital missions is something that God started laying on my heart while I was pastoring uh, several years ago. I started seeing how our church was able to multiply uh, campuses and also grow in number through digital evangelism, opening the window to what was taking place, not just in the walls of the church, but the ministry of the local church, being able to equip and empower, engage and encourage people digitally and in the process, uh, we sort of planted an online campus where there were people all around the world that were tuning in to be a part of our church, uh, watching the services and getting connected to discipleship and life groups. And these were lost people. And so with the advent of different platforms like Instagram and TikTok, we just started digital churches and started preaching the gospel and creating apologetic material. And in the process, we're seeing Young people and old people alike, you know, for young people, their parents are atheists or Muslim or something like that. And for older people, maybe they can't get out or there's not a good gospel preaching church in their community. And they're coming to know Jesus through this digital means. So for us, it's taking the gospel to the darkest, most unreached country in the world. And that's the Internet. Wow. Good. Brother John, thank you so much. Uh, Sammy, what has been... um uh, during this time, since you've been uh, preaching, uh, say, live uh, Sunday mornings, uh, how many hits have uh, has Mighty Fortress, uh, your church where you were pastoring, uh, how many hits have you guys have had? Uh, or I'm sure somebody's counting uh, as far as the people that are being they're uh, tuned in sure. watching uh what's been your experience in that well let me just say this before i answer that question i think uh to piggyback on what john just said um uh, again it goes back to challenging the church to think outside of the walls um gone are the days i think as we're moving into a new into a new future gone are the days when we say uh let's build a church building and let's bring them all in and then let me preach to them. Um, that that kind of thought is fading away very quickly. Somehow, some way, it's the when the Lord says, "Go ye therefore," He's not saying, "Come over here first, right? He said, "Go ye therefore and make disciples." And I think this is the greatest way of going therefore and making disciples. Um, again, these are um, these are these are I think phenomenal ways of reaching the unreached. Just in our church, we have. For an example, uh, in both services, uh, we have uh, this plus kids, maybe four to five hundred people on a given Sunday morning, maybe. Um, and, with, and, and, what's, and what's great, not all 400, 500 people show up, but 
But since we've been in this COVID situation, we're online. We've been getting hits online on Facebook as well as from our website, mydsa.com, if you want to go check it out. Um, we've been getting four to 5,000 hits per, wow. per, per service My um, during the week. So it's, it's, it's pretty cool to see how, again, you have maybe 400 on a given Sunday when we were live and then, uh, you know, together. But then online, you think to myself, how in the world are we reaching four to 5,000 people for, you know, in, in these services? And yet we see only four to 500 on a any given Sunday. Wow. So it's, um, it's, uh, it's really cool because I think, I think people are, 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 um, uh, are seeing the importance of what we're going to call digital evangelism. Wow. You said something the other day, uh, uh, Brother John, um, that uh, really resonated and got me to thinking. Uh, when Billy Graham first started his evangelistic crusades uh, in our nation, um, he was not on TV. Right. Uh, but then uh, all of a sudden, uh, you mentioned, and you might want to kind of just uh, elaborate on that, because you're the one that said it, in which I agree, definitely uh, uh, agree of what you said. Revival has, throughout history, always come on the heels of a communication shift. And so let me just introduce this thought as I explain it. The internet is the new Roman's road. The internet is the new Roman's road. When Christianity spread to the world by way of some teenagers that Jesus called disciples and became apostles, one of the ways that it spread was through the road that the Romans had built. They carried the gospel easily to these other regions because there was a not just a transportation shift, but a communication shift as things were able to go out. Uh, move forward, you know, several, several years to the advent of the printing press. When Bibles used to be chained to pulpits, because wherever the word of God was, that was where, you know, you could you could experience what God wanted you to experience. And so it was chained to the pulpit because the people weren't allowed to have it. But then mm-hmm. with the advent of the printing press comes the, the, uh, the Reformation by way of Martin Luther. And then move forward again, the advent of movable type printing. When the newspaper started going out, there's a preacher by the name of George Whitfield who brought people to his rallies, not because he was the greatest preacher, but because of the newspaper and the Mm -hmm. articles he had written. People got curious. The gospel went out. Every time there's a communication shift, a great move of God always follows on the heels. So now we're living in the greatest communication shift in 500 years. You know, there's the advent of this television thing that's now accessible in everyone's homes. And at the time, all the church people, or at least most of them, thought that it was evil. You know, we're letting this devil's box into our house. You know, we'll stick with the radio, bless God, but we won't have a TV. And Billy Graham saw an opportunity. Again, he wasn't the greatest orator in all of history, but he was an opportunist. And he said, let's let's take the gospel, you know, through oh, the God. airwaves. Wow. Now we're living in the greatest communication shift in 500 years. Everything is changing because of the the little pulpits that we're holding in our hands called cell phones. And technology has always been and will always be the one of the greatest opportunities to get the gospel. And now we're living in the day of the, the new Romans road, especially in light of this pandemic. When has there ever been a time when the eyes and ears of the world were more fixated, the whole world, on searching for hope and answers than right now, right now? 
And Sammy, I mean, it, churches smaller than Mighty Fortress and larger than Mighty Fortress are seeing that tremendous growth just like you are because they're doing what Billy Graham and Martin Luther and George Whitfield and the 12 disciples did. They're using technology. They're using what's available to take the message of Christ any way possible. I'll come back to ask you another question, uh, John, about um, uh, the digital church. Can that is that possible? And uh, what are some of the things that uh, you've seen and that you're part of even as of now? Um, uh, so I, I, I'm sure that our audience would love to uh, to hear what you have to say about that. But uh, a question for you, uh, Sammy, is uh, how do you see the future of for sharing the gospel, or what are some of the challenging things that you see um, in um, in our churches today? What what are some of the challenges that you foresee um, in the spreading and in the uh, discipleship of churches? I think one of the greatest challenges that we're seeing, or that we're going to see, is the challenge of change. I think... Um, you're always going to have those individuals that want to keep things the same way. Unfortunately, this pandemic that we that just hit us, well, we're, we we as a nation and we as a we as a world will never be the same again. Uh, I think people, if we're not willing to change, what I mean by changing, I'm not talking about the gospel message. If we're not willing to change directions and insights and creativity and outreach, um, you're going to see congregations that will basically die out. Um, there's got to be um, a new attitude towards evangelism. Hmm. Um, I think, again, our evangelism, and I, I believe, John, you you said this the other day on one of your tweets. You said, um, disciple-making is not, how do you say that? Sermons don't make disciples. Sermons don't make disciples. And I think what... Wow. And I think what... what That's was, good. Right? And, 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 and so I think what what we're seeing here is that uh, we want to go, and, and I hate to sound, sound like this, but we're going to go our old ways of evangelism. Let's all bring them in, and let's 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 let me preach to them, and then and then we'll get them into Sunday school and get them on the roster. Um, this is a new season; it's a new way of approach. And I think if we're going to see any issues, we're going to see the issue of people not wanting to change, hmm. keeping the same way, and missing out on the heart, the true heart of evangelism, which is to go, to go, to go. Uh, as opposed to come here, come here, come here, uh, we are challenged now to go, to share, to spread in any which way possible. And you're going to see, I think, most buildings may be a little bit more emptier after this is over with. Hmm. I think people are going to be so connected uh, digitally than ever before. So it sounds crazy, but I think I think you're seeing more of that digital connection. connection. Wow. But, but, but again, I, 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 I think the issue is going to be changed. Good. Well, thank you, Sammy. Uh, and now I want to come back to you, um, uh, John, as far as um, uh, the areas of, um, of the digital, uh, a congregation. Can, can that really happen? And how far-fetched is that? Or did it, just start at ha- did it just begin last week or two weeks ago about this uh, digital congregation or digital church? Right. The idea of digital church is scary. And I have to say that even as a pastor, 
even though I was excited about it, it made me a little nervous too, because I thought, you know, if people get connected digitally, they're never going to come back to our buildings. And if they don't come to our buildings, let's, we're just getting real because this is a sabotage. If they don't come to our buildings, they're not going to tithe. And if they don't tithe, everything's going to change. <laughs> and, and shut down. <laughs> right. And so we've got we've to keep them coming. You know, like I remember, I, I'm a fourth generation preacher's kid. Sammy, you're a preacher's kid. You know, we're sitting here with your dad. We would hear sermons about the Great Commission, and then we'd sing the hymn, Bring Them In. And most people thought Bring Them In meant into the church building. Right, we didn't. Yeah. I didn't know it meant into the kingdom. I thought the way you win people is bring them into the church building. But digital church is that far fetched? No, that's been happening for several years now, and it's been effective. Because you have to think, not every community, not just even in the United States, but not every community has a gospel preaching church or a church at all. There are people who are in areas that don't have access. They're underground churches in other countries that are able to have access to phenomenal Bible preaching by way of the internet. And so uh, we at our church decided to plant a digital campus Mm -hmm. and to dedicate digital greeters and digital discipleship resources and all of that to not just preaching, but to discipling and connecting with our global church family uh, because the the church is not just the little C, it's also the capital C church. Can I just stop you right there? Because I, this is a thought that just uh, has crossed my mind. You mentioned uh, uh, discipling greeters, discipling these folks. Now, let, let me share, uh, just ask both of you, how do we see the equipping of God called, of the God called, how do we plan to equip them? Do we equip them in the same way that we've been equipping them a year ago, two years ago? Because uh, that runs deep. It's a deep, um, um, it's a deep DNA that's instilled with us that it's got to be this way, or else it's not biblical. Right. So which way? And I'm I'm definitely alluding to what about Bible schools? What about seminaries? What about all these? Uh, you know, that, um, that it runs deep. DNA runs deep. What needs to happen in order to equip these new up and coming God called men of God? Well, can we just jump back to the new Testament and see that, that the apostle Paul discipled and equipped great men of God by way of letter. He wasn't always in their presence. He did it through their form of social media. He wrote letters. Even from jail, he was discipling men through letters, Mm. uh, which we have access to today, many of them. And so um, will will it change? Absolutely it will, and it has been. But we're not so much doing something brand, brand new as getting into a new way of doing an old thing. And the more people get into the Word, the more they're going to desire in-person connection. Uh, Because if you're reading the Bible, forsaking not the assembling of yourselves is there. Um, But you do have an opportunity to train people all over the place. Like it, I have the opportunity to train leaders in other countries. Just this last, last three weeks, I've spoken to pastors and church leaders in over 20 countries, um, hundreds around the world. I could have never done that without spending hundreds of thousands of dollars you know, before. So will equipping change? I, I think it it has, and I think it's a good thing. No, no, absolutely. I, I Again, I think it, it goes back to the heart 
the heart of leadership, the heart of what God's doing. At the same time, being being ready for change that's going to come. Again, this is this is nothing new to us. I, I and I like the way that you brought up the Apostle Paul. Some of his great some of his greatest discipleship was it was in the prison system as he wrote letters. So again, you know, there's there'll be times where we'll be able to come together and meet together as as Hebrews said, not forsaking the assembly of the brother, but then there's some times where that we're going to use these new means of connection, the new means of discipleship, and new means of evangelism, and we only become stronger if, again, it goes back to, the, to your heart of evangelism. And do you have a heart for it and reaching people? Guys, thank you so much for uh, this table talk and uh, questions that um, I've had and uh, questions that other folks have, have uh, also raised during this time. And uh, you guys have been very, very helpful. Uh, once again, this is uh, Saba Talks, and we are here uh, at uh, Saba to connect, to support, to encourage churches for kingdom impact. God bless you. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for life, and thank you for the many opportunities that you give to us to share the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Sabbath Talks podcast. We look forward to continuing our conversation next time in hopes of better connecting, encouraging, and supporting churches for